and welcome to episode 122. 100, I don't know why I said it that way. 100. I've been watching too much Mayor of Easttown. My, 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 I got my, my water, water 22, got my, which I've not seen the end of, but my wife and I, so it was on last night. So it's Monday night because Memorial Day. Uh, I'd mm-hmm. say happy Memorial Day, but I guess like people get mad at you for that now. Like if you're the vice president, you tell people to enjoy the long weekend. We're all supposed to spend our time weeping over fallen soldiers, which sure is what everyone does. I, I think they buy mattresses and cook out, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so Mayor of Easttown, the finale. Have you been watching Mayor of Easttown? No. It's a great show. It's fantastic. I'm vague. I don't watch shows, man. I'm so bad at shows. Kay Winslet is amazing. Evan Peters was in and it, and he her. was neither Quicksilver nor some fucking lunatic in an American Horror Story season. He was great. Uh, fucking uh, Guy Pierce is in it. He's fantastic. Mm. Lot, uh, just a stacked cast, other uh, folks as well. Uh, but the, the finale was on. So my wife and I are always like a week behind, and... I thought it was a six-episode series, so we watched episode six, um, like, Friday night, and I was like, we're going to find out, you know, who killed Aaron McMinnon, uh, we're going to, it's all going to be done, and then it, it it wasn't done, and I was like, what the fuck, and I didn't tell my wife it was a six-episode series, I kept that shit to myself, I was very surprised, but then I found out it was a seven-episode series, and I was like, fuck, so it comes out the Sunday night before Memorial Day, Memorial Day will be a light news week, most people will be off, so we probably can be on the internet on Monday and not have it spoiled, but come Tuesday, all fucking bets are off, because of the way these fucking clickbaity jackwads content aggregators have to write their headlines to spoil everything for you Mm. and so Mm. you know this morning you know linda was like i think we need to watch mayor v sound tonight and i was like i don't want to but i think we do too because otherwise tomorrow's article is going to be like kate winslet on mayor killing everyone and you're like what the fuck (laughs) like like not everyone watches things within a 24-hour period like i'm not one of those people like i'm not a spoiler like uh i don't know what the word i'm not the spoiler police like i don't necessarily i don't always feel like having something having a surprise ruined takes away from the enjoyment of that thing i also however uh recognize the value of a genuinely un uh mm-hmm. an- unanticipated twist right mm-hmm like for example, when with you know Kong, Godzilla versus Kong, Mega Godzilla shows up. To me, that wasn't a surprise. Like even if I hadn't seen it in the trailer, honestly, I would have been disappointed if Mega Godzilla had not shown up. Right. 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 But um, you know something like uh, I don't know. Uh, just I'm trying to think of a movie. It's like, it's like a like a something like um, lately with a twist. Six Sense. And that's yeah. not lately. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that ruins the entire fucking movie pretty yeah. much. If you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, and for me, like the example, and it's not, it doesn't even ruin the movie, but the example I always go back to is Ragnarok. Yeah. And yeah. Because being a person who read those comics, yep. Red Planet Hulk. Yep. I would have jumped out of my fucking seat and thrown shit at the screen. Yeah. When Hulk busts through that door, had I not known that was going to happen because yeah. of the trailer. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so we're like, well, we need to watch it tonight because we don't want it mm. to be spoiled. Because I even, like, even, you know, again, I don't, if I haven't watched an episode, I don't read anything. And there is a, there is uh, a headline alluding to something that happened to Evan Peters. And is like, you know, Evan Peters on that shocking twist. Well, the shocking twist is not that he's like, I'm gluten intolerant, you know, whatever. I'm lactose intolerant, <laughs> right? I mean, he's not like, you know. Whatever. They're not as 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 um their subtle hints aren't as subtle as they think they are. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like I remember I forget what show it was and it was like, you know, a character exits a surprising character exit and they had a picture of them. And I was Mm -hmm. like what I mean The same thing. It's like I worked for 10 to 12 years at a comic book store with a guy who would read whatever, whatever weeks the debt that week's like big thing was. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like specifically, like I remember Identity Crisis. He ruined for me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because I'm a big DC guy. But he would drop. He would he would think he wasn't ruining shit, right? Mm-hmm. But he would he would say things like, "Oh, oh, that whatever book it was this week. I'm not going to spoil it for you." But let me just tell you, there's this like five foot Canadian mutant who has claws that come out between his knuckles and he calls the body bug and he fucking dies. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, who could that be? Yeah, exactly. Rhymes with schmulverine, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I mean, it's whatever. It's, it's, it's that being said, it's a, it's a fucking fantastic show. Like Kate Winslet is absolutely amazing. And she's everything. Yeah. But I mean, this, yeah, she's, it's just a great, great show. Um, but anyway, uh, welcome to the last episode in, in May. We just, I think this was a three. Was this a three? I think uh, so. Yeah, I think this would be our third, third episode in May, just under the wire. Uh, but uh, it's crazy to me that it's June already. School's well, done really for us, is, thank Christ. Yeah. Yeah, thank God. Uh, we got that. Jesus Christ. Uh, what's really fucking weird is I was sitting in the living room uh, in Alabama on a Friday night with a hoodie on. No shit. Yeah. We had this. Uh, we talked about it because I was not at Drunk Watch because there was a graduation Friday and then the weather was beautiful and I got to cut the grass. I think I was going to get to and that's my new favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got my riding lawnmower, my, my John Deere. To see Tractor. you rolling, rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to cutting grass is, is, is a brand new thing for me because I hated it with a passion my entire life. <laughs> uh, cutting Grass Volume 1 and 2, new, excellent, two excellent albums by uh, Sturgill Simpson if you're a country mm-hmm. kind of bluegrass person. I'm not, uh, yeah. but I might be now. I'm finding out. Um, but all of a sudden, they're outside taking pictures. And I'm sitting in here, and all of a sudden I hear nothing but screams. And I'm like, what the Mm. fuck is going on? Then fucking doors are blowing open. And, like, I swear to God, like, the world's smallest hurricane blew through (laughs) Alabama. It came in like a wrecking ball. (laughs) And as as it came, it went. And the, the, the temperature dropped by, like, 15 degrees. And I was like shit it's cold in here like i was like are you serious because i'm used to like i hate i hate the summer i hate hot weather i sweat i don't like to be wet at like all a turbo jet. so yeah <laughs> so that sucks my clothes get wet i am i am never more miserable than i am if i'm in some article of clothing that i perceive as being damp or wet mm-hmm. like that is hell on earth to me right so and the fact that i'm a bigger guy and i sweat profusely yeah, uh, there. That happens, you know, when you when you when you get swamp ass from from the front door to the car. I'm just like, fuck my whole existence. I'm over this shit. I'm moving to Canada. Fuck it. Um, and so yeah, so it being like cold enough to me to put on a hoodie mm-hmm. in almost almost June in Alabama. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's funny because here, like. It, I mean, they said, oh, the rainy season starts in, 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 in June. And, I mm. mean, it was, like, literally, it took, like, it started raining yesterday. <laughs> it was, like, we have a drought. And they're, like, rainy season starts in June. And then, sure enough, they're, like, they're not going to wait a day. But, and then it starts raining. And I'm, like, that's crazy to think that yeah. it's that, you know, precise, I, I've been so to, to speak. That many times, like I, 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 we didn't go to Florida when I was. My dad would go to Florida and go deep sea fishing with buddies and stuff, but like he wouldn't take us. You know, yeah. I had been once when I was like an infant, and I had never been back until a few years ago. And I was like, you know what? Everybody takes everybody to the beach, and the, and the kids love it and all that shit. I'm gonna take my kids. I have never been to Florida where it did not rain at 3 p.m. Oh yeah, like, yeah, in the summer, especially like Disney yeah. World, kind of Central Florida, absolutely. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and and I've today, only, today we got lucky. But yeah, three o'clock. It's gonna rain. Yep, yep. I remember being being in Epcot, and my, my dad bought the cheapy ponchos that they sell at Disney World. That's basically like a trash bag, like a yellow trash bag. And you're like, this this isn't good for anything. I'm gonna drown here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's basically happening here. But I appreciate the effort. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
So, all right. So we have two uh, two movies today. Uh, one of which uh, is by the writer of such amazing Adam Wingard joints as uh, You're Next and The Guest, which two are my two of my most favorite movies ever. In fact, The Guest uh, is probably my favorite Adam Wingard movie slash uh, Dan Stevens movie um, ever. Uh-huh. And I, I think the, uh, and uh, Catherine, Catherine Winnick too, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, but abs, I love, I love the guest to death. I mean, that was kind of back when like Adam Wingard was like kind of doing, you know, he was like still kind of like breaking down horror tropes. So like you're next is his like, you know, uh, him and, and, um, uh, Simon Barrett, who's the writer and director of Seance, which is a movie we're going to talk about. Yes. So, so you know, so Your Next was kind of like they're they're kind of breaking down of like the final girl, and then you know uh, the guest was like their their take on like the slasher uh, uh, film. Um, but um, Simon Barrett wrote and directed this next one, uh, and that is uh, Seance. Um, so mm-hmm. stars uh, Suke. <laughs> Uh, so Suki Waterhouse plays uh, Camille Meadows, uh, who is a uh, a young woman who transfers to a boarding school after the death of a student uh, during the middle of a seance. Um, so mm-hmm. the movie opens with these young women that are kind of uh, talking about this ghost of... Uh, what the hell is it called? Like the ghost of Eastwick or something like that. Uh, Ever something? I don't remember. Yeah. Whatever the school. Is yeah. Um, so they uh, basically they're, they're trying to uh, to contact this ghost, and they have the seance, and uh, they're basically playing a prank. So they, mm-hmm. they say, "Oh, hey, you know, you do it in the bathroom." It's kind of like a Bloody Mary. You know, Candyman type of thing, and and they're uh, uh, they play a prank on everyone. Where one 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 young woman hides in the bathtub with a snorkel, and it looks like blood, and then she comes up, and everybody freaks out. Well, one of the the girls runs to her room, uh, then sees something, and then next mm-hmm. thing you know, uh, has fallen out the window and died. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, they kind of mark it as a suicide. Uh, then Camille, uh, she kind of takes this this girl's place, so to speak, um, at the school, and uh, things kind of go from there. Uh, there's more ghostly shenanigans, more deaths, more seances, and we're trying to kind of uh, get to the bottom of what is exactly happening at the school and who mm-hmm. is killing um, these women. Um, mm-hmm. And in kind of Simon Barrett fashion, they, they try, he kind of tries to flip it at the end to make it something different than what it actually, like he kind of does a double flip, <laughs> so yeah. to speak. Like the the ghostly shenanigans are not, not as ghostly as, as you might think, but then so Camille it's, it's, isn't exactly who she is kind of making herself out to be either. Um, right. Basically, it, it's one of those. It's one of those things where it takes. Um, it basically, it takes two different subgenres and, and follow those tropes to a T. Mm-hmm. In that it's it's uh, a ghost, you know, uh, haunting kind of thing, and also a slasher. Yep. And then, what I'm. And that's kind of where my a little my sort of disappointment comes from is because I was all in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that idea, right? Because yeah. it, it reminds me of things like like stir of echoes, mm-hmm. where like if the ghost is is trying to say, "Hey, this is what's going on," but people are afraid of ghosts, and so it looks like you know that kind of thing. Uh, and then and then marrying that kind of thing to a slasher, mm-hmm. I think is a great idea. Right, but. I wanted more from the ending. Like if you're going to mash those two together, that's fucking cool. I just, I just hoped that, that the, the, fin- the, like when it all came together, it was going to be something really fucking cool. And, and the disappointment came from the fact that it didn't necessarily come together. Yeah. The two things remained separate. Yeah. And, and kind of once you find out, without uh, spoiling things, when you kind of find out the motivations behind mm-hmm. the people behind it, you're just like, 
what? Like, it was yeah. not, and I don't, you know, whatever. I've never gone I to I was a- super into it, but it, yeah, the ending, it did not stick to landing for me, which was disappointing because, like, I'm a big fan of his. And I was excited, you know, that he he wrote and directed this one instead of just doing the writing or, or part of the writing. Yeah. And I liked, I mean, I liked what he was doing with, with Camille, where she wasn't what mm-hmm. she, she pretended oh, yeah, to be. That's but, like the most Simon Barrett part of the movie, right? Like yeah, that's... yeah. It's just like in Year Next, right? Like the final girl, she's you know she was raised by uh, survivalists, so you know people mm-hmm. start you know f- you know fucking with her, and um, mm-hmm. mm, I, girlfriend ain't having none of that. She she knows she how to get up. yeah exactly yeah she knows how to 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 wield a crossbow, and she knows you know how to how to how to take care of herself and then that that just kind of plays in especially because you know the folks trying to do her harm are so staggeringly incompetent right. <laughs> you know they they just thought it would be this kind of easy like, you know situation where they could just like kill this girl and and not have a problem with it and then turns I out love that stuff man but yeah. like it, it reminds me that that movie reminds me of blue ruin which yeah. is different but it's like this normal guy who's trying to take revenge on like the mob and he's waiting till they get released from prison so he can exact revenge except he's just a fucking regular guy with a shotgun in his trunk like yeah and he's shit. really bad at 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 what right. he's doing <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i love stuff like that yeah yeah and so this like when the most to me the most interesting part was camille and then mm-hmm. we we spend so little finding out like what what what's the deal with Camille, so to speak, yeah. right? Uh, so we we spend so little little time on that um, that we don't really mm-hmm. get the payoff that I think we. Yeah. I don't know if maybe like that had been not that you want the ending of a movie to be like super exposition heavy or anything, but maybe like if if we had found out earlier uh, towards the end that she wasn't who she thought you know who she was claiming to be, and then we got some backstory as to like, well, what is that? What exactly does that mean? Um, mm. You know, that would yes. have, would have helped. But right now it was very much like, ha ha, it's not a ghost. Ha ha, I'm not coming. Whatever. And then it's like over and you're like, well, yeah, shit, yeah. I didn't actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Slow wave. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't really get, you know, kind of the, the full impact of those two reveals, exactly. you know, one right after okay. the other. Yes, and like I said, like had they had they come together in some way in that final act, uh, that was at least you know somewhat interesting or different or, or whatever, or like did they even acknowledge that both of those things were going on? Yeah, that would have made more sense, and I would have felt more satisfied by the ending. But you know, yeah. it just it really fell flat, which was disappointing again because I'm a big fan of his and I was super into it. Right up, and the reveal I thought was pretty obvious for you know the slasher portion of it. Like, uh, yeah, really yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, it wasn't scream like where I was flipping my shit by the reveal. Like, right. <laughs> what? You know, yeah, it was, no, it was I didn't Dollar Tree I like, Johnny oh. Depp all along. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like. As soon as one character showed up, I was like, oh, that's who it is. Exactly. Yeah, right. It's just like my wife were talking about this, like when you were a kid and you were like be watching a show and they had like, or like when Law and Order has a guest star and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Wilt Chamberlain, you're like, oh, well, I guess Wilt Chamberlain raped someone. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> no surprise on that one. But you're just waiting the whole episode to find out, all right, well, what exactly happened? Um, yeah, yeah. I know who did it. Now give me the details. Right. Like it's <laughs> right, right. I just want to, in case Will Chamberlain's people are listening, I am in no way implying that Will Chamberlain ever raped anyone in real life. I just want to put that out there. I don't want any sort of like legal problems. Because people no. hold to this episode. Divided by worlds is pro Will to still. Exactly. I think every sexual encounter Will Chamberlain has had has been completely one hundred percent consensual. <laughs> as far as I know, I, I don't know anything otherwise. So exactly. That's what I'm going to do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the next movie is uh, a huge, 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 probably uh, in these weird theatery yet non-theatery times, uh, the biggest release so far of the summer. Uh, Zack Snyder, free of the shackles of of 
uh, a DC universe mm. that uh, unfortunately no longer wants him mm-hmm. uh, gets to make uh, another zombie movie, which frankly I was happy for because I love his uh, his Dawn yeah, of the Dawn. Dead uh, remake. Um, and that is Army of the Dead, which marries a heist film and a zombie movie and uh, zombie tigers uh, together. Um, yep. So, uh, written story written with Zack Snyder, um, screenplay by Shay Hatton and Joby Harold, two people I'm not sure who they are. Uh, <laughs> directed by Zack Snyder. Your your favorite Dave Batista uh, plays uh, Scott Ward, who uh, I loved the opening sequence of this movie where mm-hmm. uh, essentially they set up that um, at uh, there was a military convoy carrying what seemingly a zombie in a box, not like a dick in a box, which is a right. great idea. Um, <laughs> a, a, an overlord-esque An zombie. overlord-esque zombie, yeah. Uh, get, gets uh, the... the uh, the the uh, army convoy meets uh, two uh, recently married uh, folks leaving Las Vegas and deciding to engage in some some car shenanigans of the oral variety. Uh, the mm-hmm. zombie gets out, makes his way to Vegas, where uh, zombies overrun the city, and the United States essentially walls off Las Vegas, leaving it to the zombies. But the the whole opening sequence, where it kind of showed uh, what was happening in Vegas, plus a bunch of the players in the game, you know, showing mm-hmm. like maybe standing there with like a picture of their family, but also showing like how they might have either gotten out or had their family members died, or even just as they were fleeing or fighting their way through Vegas, how their lives changed. I love that whole opening sequence. I thought it was yeah. Like if you don't, it, 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 no, I know like uh, we'll talk, we'll get more into it, but opinions on this are super divided, mm. and. The one thing that I think almost everyone who I've read a, a response or, or an interpretation or not review because I don't read reviews, but like anything I've seen mentioned in this movie, everyone agrees it's at least worth watching the title sequence. Yeah. Like the first maybe 15 minutes because it's fucking amazing. Yeah, and it sets up exactly – like there's no questions. You know exactly what's going on. By the time that's done, you know mm-hmm. that there's a there's a Las Vegas that is in overrun by zombies. The, the United States is essentially kind of given up on it, and everybody else is essentially just kind of living their lives. Um mm-hmm. You know, getting ready or living with, you know, this idea of zombie Vegas. Um, and it isn't until Dave Bautista's character, Scott, gets approached by um, Bly Tanaka, played by Hiroki Sonata, or Sonata. Scorpion. Say that again. Scorpion. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Scorpion from, from the new Mortal Kombat, uh, who he basically says, hey, so, you know, the U.S. government comes up with this idea that they're just going to nuke Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. And so they have X amount of time before Vegas gets nuked. And uh, there is a vault in a casino with an obscene amount of money. And Tanaka wants Scott to put a team together to essentially go steal it. It's tax-free. Nobody knows it's there. But also, more importantly, they're going to nuke Vegas. So mm-hmm. who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> so Scott is supposed to put together a team. And it's kind of like the typical, you know, you've got your your ex-military, you know, folks, he's somebody that he kind of maybe had a chance with a relationship with his, his estranged daughter gets along. Uh, there's a, there's a, uh, um, a, uh, you know, saucy German, uh, safe cracker who in earlier Dieter in earlier times would have been played by, uh, Alan Tudyk. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I don't know Matthias Schweighofer is his name in real life. I don't know if Alan Tudyk was just too busy being Alan yeah. Tudyk or what, but right. like holy shit, that dude totally would have played yeah. Dieter in in yeah. earlier times. Um, yes. And then you know Garrett Dillahunt does his amazing job as always as like this shady, you know, potentially psychotic guy. You're not really sure like what his deal is. Um, so, uh, and they all basically go into to Vegas, and when they're in Vegas, what they find 
is that yeah there's some kind of fast moving mindless uh zombie hordes but there's also some zombies that uh follow some sort of societal rules or whatever passes for society for them and they've kind of evolved somewhat to the point where they're thinking they have a hierarchy uh mm -hmm. it's not just shamblers and or fast moving and then there's also a, a zombie tiger um and then it kind of goes from there so i'm going to assume that you 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 enjoyed it and i'm not saying that well, you know i mean it just seemed like this was kind of like right up your alley you know it was a Zack snyder joint it was a zombie joint there was just a lot of mitch joints going on in one one thing yeah i i, I said to to jace because i i didn't know if he had seen it yet and i i was watching it and i was i was in the first 15 and i text him i was like have you seen this shit because jace like more so than almost any any other of our friends like we align mm -hmm. a lot on on these things and even things that you don't like that i do um i'm always like jace is like jace will watch something and and we have bless his heart we have warped this individual uh through this podcast to the point now to where he didn't necessarily watch horror before but now like he looks he, he enjoys horror which is amazing well, good that's not warping um, that's just expanding well, it's yeah. expanding her horizons. It's expanding his parameters. Well, it's expanding the he, rhymes of sucker and sea amateurs. I say war because of his hilariously named folder on his family's media server that, that his wife isn't allowed to get mad at him if she clicks on something in there. Why? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's it called? I am not going to say. I will text you later. Oh, but, all right. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Uh, I was like, Chase is gonna love this, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I texted him, but he said he hadn't seen it yet because he was honestly waiting to hear what we said about it. So, okay. uh, gotcha. So gotcha. my 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 kind of takeaway from this, obviously, as you said, I like Zack Snyder. I like all of his movies, um, even the DC ones. Um, which is not just because of Zack. They're not they're Zack Snyder movies. I just like sure. what he's doing with those characters. Sure. Um, but man. This is uh, this movie is like it's like aliens meets dying light mm -hmm. meets Arkham City. And I was fucking all in on it. Like, I don't know what people watched who said nothing happened or it was boring mm -hmm. or like, I don't know what they watched because I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Like, I didn't feel like there was a lot of downtime. Uh, I felt like it, 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 it established a story. Mm hmm. And then it showed that story, right? Yeah. Through through characters who were uh, backstabbing people, mm -hmm. who had you know other uh, uh, you know motivations, other motivations and agendas to carry out that, that our main cast didn't know. The only thing I didn't like, shocker, was I fucking can't stand Batista. If it had been. <laughs> Anybody and I, what is what exactly like i i think he's fine i mean actually i i for him as as drax i was like whatever i don't I really have a care I, I don't have a feeling for the character one way or the other but i loved him in um in in blade runner uh it, mm. and he had such a small role but i yeah. i thought he was great in that um so what exact what is your yeah, well, issue so with him i guess it's, it's drax it's drax and it's, oh. it is probably not even his fault, right? I was going to say, that, like, to me, that doesn't seem like that's his fault. It seems like you have a problem with James Gunn. And I love James Gunn. That's the thing. It's what it Well, you make like sense trauma James Gunn. You don't like Marvel yes. MCU James no, Gunn. I do not like James Gunn. I don't. I am terrified <laughs> of that new Suicide Squad. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I, fuck, I, I, mean, I, I think, it, I, I think it's going to be hilarious. I'm excited for it, but I don't. I, here's the thing. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy was was something that I didn't read. Like obviously, you know the Bronze stuff, like the seventies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That was before my time. Um, but I did read, you know the the nineties stuff, and I loved it. But it wasn't fucking stupid, and and that's what those movies are to me. Like he makes a joke out of Ronan the Accuser, he makes Drax a fucking moron with the with the dumbest fucking forced laugh I've ever heard in my life. Like I, I just can't, I just can't. And so and so Batista, like once you're Drax, that's all I see, right? So yeah. When you're trying to 
a role where there's like some drama and, and and you're supposed to like show emotion. All I hear is that stupid fucking laugh, and I look at his face, and I'm like, look at this fucking idiot. Like this would be so much better if it were anyone who could act. Like even The Rock is a better actor than Batista, which you know. I know they're both wrestlers, and that's the, the parallel I'm drawing there. But like, I, I don't know if I would necessarily agree with you. I think The Rock has been in better movies than Batista, but in terms of like an actor and the type of like range, necessarily, I, I don't know if I would say I, that The Rock is a better actor. I, 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 don't I think, think The Rock has a has much better agent. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, but I'm just saying, like, uh, there are. There, there were better people to play the role that Batista played in this movie. That's all. That's that's my thing. I just, I did not buy like whenever any time he cried, I was rolling my eyes, like he because he just had that same dumbass look on his face. Like Maybe I just couldn't just get past his face. It. Maybe it's like when, like that was always the thing in like the X Files when David Duchovny would cry and everyone's like, yeah. no man, that you shouldn't cry. <laughs> like he had the worst. <laughs> like when he would cry, his face. Would like he would like just kind of crumple, but then he didn't have tears, and were and it was always like, have you ever actually seen someone cry? Like, right, I, right. I, I, <laughs> so I think it that's was, it's the same thing. The it's it's was fine. Like he's a big he's a jack dude with a machine gun. Fine, great. But like any time he interacted with his daughter, uh, uh, Ella Purnell is the actress who played her. Mm-hmm. Like she would show emotion Tate, and yeah. Yeah, all of these things, and then it cuts to him, and he's just this dumbass block of wood. That just <laughs> said, oh, I can't. This is just. <laughs> and again, I'm not looking for like an Oscar caliber performance in You're a movie like a, this. Yeah, right. It's not Citizen Kane, but it's like, oh, <laughs> like, I just couldn't get past. I just don't like Batista. I just don't like him. I don't know what it is. Well, yeah, well, yeah, you do. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> no. I just, I just, and, and I, I don't even watch wrestling, so it's not. I was like gonna say I've never before. seen. I don't even know. Like I don't. Was he a heel? Was he a? Was he a? I don't know. I all I remember was he was like what are they called? And I, he had a, a face or a heel. Face, I yeah, yeah. And I, I remember he had like a Godsmack tattoo on his belly button. I don't know anything else about him other than that. Maybe that's why I don't like him. Fuck Godsmack. I don't know exactly. Maybe if he had had like a like a disturbed or a shine down. <laughs> Oof. I'm Oof. not tell my mother tell my <laughs> Creed if he had a Hooba stank tattoo you'd been all in oh man I'd been all in <laughs> or, or a, a lit I, I, you know my own worst enemy just like that was across his chest yeah. <laughs> I was just not it might be they may have had to edit that out I don't know ah <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, I you know me I honestly I I enjoyed parts of it. There were certain scenes like that the, the, they have so you know the movie does not hold itself you know to any existing zombie mythology. They def they really definitely are kind I like- of yeah, and so they were able to put themselves into some really cool situations like you know this idea of like kind of hom- hibernating zombies. So there's this one scene where they're like moving through this like long like rooms full of them and like like throwing this like glow stick to me light but like they can't kind of wake them up like it had definitely had that kind of aliens vibe to it where you're just trying to like get through and not wake up the horde um you know some good kills when when the zombie tiger finally like makes itself oh. known jesus oh. i got to a point where i was like all right i even for me i'm like all right this is enough man like <laughs> um that was that was the most rewarding, satisfying kill yeah. in a movie that I've seen in a long time. That's I'm all like, I'm gonna holy say. shit. Like, I that, was like, fuck, I mean, yes. That was, <laughs> I mean, that was, yeah. Um, I, I, honestly, though, for me, a lot of my, I don't, I don't know if, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it, but the, you know, the, 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 the technical choices he made in regards to the cameras and the lenses that he was using um, mm-hmm. that made, you know, in any given shot, you know, 
I expect like you know a certain amount of you know kind of use of using depth of field you know for artistic reasons um you know but it's like in that case I would expect everybody kind of in the same plane so to speak to be at the same you know level of focus but where you'd have like three people six people you know kind of standing shoulder to shoulder and three of them are in focus and three of them okay. aren't and I'm like what the fuck is yeah. is kind of going on here, and then that that dead pixel that ca- I don't know if you saw, but that thing was fucking oh, driving 100%. me crazy. Was, I thought my you, TV was busted. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned one during uh, Drunk Watch, uh, but there was one scene where I had like a cluster of like four yeah. or five. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit, that's real bad. Like they had to have seen that. There's no way right. they didn't. And and for me, part of it was I was like. It seemed like the reason they were doing it was because there was so much green screen work, uh, which is mm. fine. I mean, I I love Tignataro. I think she was fantastic. I think Chris Delia is annoying She's- as fuck. So if they replace Chris Delia with Tignataro, and 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 part of how they're able to do that is to, you know, kind of use this technique that um, kind of makes everything look kind of weird and feathery. Then mm. I guess that's cool. But I it just. More than anything else, I, that just kind of really drew me out of things um, mm-hmm. because I I just like uh, you know like I said like I am kind of going is my TV wrong is there someone on my eyes it, like why is why is this it, guy in focus and this guy is not and, and and had you not mentioned that before I watched it I probably it probably would have been like I'd have been pausing the movie and like trying to like fuck with my TV settings and shit or what's going on here. Um, but knowing it going in, it didn't necessarily like bring me out of the movie. It was just something I needed to, to know was going to happen. Yeah, and I think that like I don't know. I um, as much as I mean, we kind of talked about this at the beginning of 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 the you know the show, like the idea that like you know somebody getting a getting a Hummer uh, on the road causes a zombie apocalypse. Like is at, you know it's very much like a it seems like a Zack Snyder type of thing. But I still. I, I I wish he had kind of resisted the urge to not do the typical oh you think it's over it's not over uh, and I, I don't want to get into to be honest say that again I hated the end yeah I, I love everything except that like last little like tacked on thing yeah okay good because that was, Vandero was like one of my favorite characters yeah my favorite he movie. was great yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing where I was like, really? come on, man. Like I was like, I, because, you know, you think something happens to this character and then, and then it does kind of over yeah. and then he comes out like, Oh, and you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. And right. like, and then I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. 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 And that was, and it, to me, it just, you know, it seemed like, you know, what, what, what Zack Snyder was doing was just kind of continuing that thread of like, it doesn't, you know, almost like you as, as, as people are going to find a way to fuck up regardless. Right. Right. Um, and then this was such a big fuck up. Not to say that like, I mean, you, you know, in, in the movie, their, their justification for nuking Vegas was like, well, we did bomb tests in Nevada all the time. Like it's not, and everybody in the city is essentially a zombie and you could, make a case that well yeah but if they're sentient or whatnot then i mean you shouldn't do it but at the same time if somebody had gotten out then that would be bad right so um so to kind of like even if nuking vegas wasn't the best idea you know it was still kind of like a plan to kind of end this thing once and for all so for then things to progress in a way that you know maybe kind of goes against that and you're just like all right but um i you know i'm interested in watching it again knowing like if i kind of go into it knowing that there's going to be some weird like all i can think of was watching it was like Zack snyder should not have been his own director of photography like i think that makes sense in certain things yeah like i i think that like if you have someone who writes you know kind of directs maybe edits their own movie like that's one thing but i do think at times too like you almost have to step back and say, this is the kind of thing we're going for and let other people trust other people to basically like yep. allow your vision to happen because they might have an idea as to how, and I, I don't know if him being director of photography is what kind of resulted in this weird 
visual style or if it was really was a function of, you know, there's just going to be a lot of effects shots and things. And this is the best way to kind of like marry it all together. Right. Um, I don't know. But what, so, so I was thinking about this, like what, what for Tanaka, like whatever happened with him at the end? Yeah, I know. Because, <laughs> I mean, they were kind of like, hey, we're going to give you all this money, and then he's just there, the shit happens, well, and then they just kind of never really mention right. well, him also, again. Like, also, like, you know, it, it turns out he wasn't necessarily interested in the money anyway, so, yeah. and then that also didn't work out, so I guess he just fucked off. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. yeah well, you'll like, be happy you know, to know that Bautista turned down being in the James Gunn Suicide Squad to be in this movie. I don't know who he would have played. Probably King Shark. They would put him in a fucking suit and made him <laughs> laugh like a man. I just... <laughs> uh, well, well, King, King <sighs> Shark is a shark, for those who don't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, you know, Army of the Dead, obviously it's available on, on Netflix now. I will say real quick, um, before we get into to games, I watched... Um, uh, Wrath of Man uh, over yeah. and that was a movie and I'm not going to get into it because I, 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 I feel like it's best if you don't know anything about it all I will say is I had no idea I saw it and I was like oh it's just another you know whatever you see Jason Statham in a, shoot, in a suit and you're like he's going to punch and kick somebody right I mean it's Jason Statham it's what he does he's a fucking badass right uh, and then I didn't even realize yeah. that Guy Ritchie directed this movie Ooh, and, I and then I started watching it, and my first thought was, oh, well, this is Guy Ritchie trying to be David Mamet in Heist, which is a fucking mm-hmm. fantastic movie. So I was like, that's fine. And then I watched, and it was, it was fucking great. Like, it was, it was, it was, he's like one of my favorite movies this year. I love, yeah, I, mean, I just absolutely, I'm really more looking forward to watching I absolutely loved it. I, I, you know, there, there's this, there's a scene kind of early on where I'm like, this cat is not who he's pretending to be. There, there's mm-hmm. a, there's a scene where you, you know, I think maybe if you maybe don't watch a lot of action movies or whatever, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, this guy's just. Without getting much into it, he he's on a shooting range and he's hitting like you know if you you know the targets with the the, the concentric circles or whatever and it goes you know seven six five four three down into the the chest and the head he's hitting all like in the sixes and I'm like those shots are perfectly placed in that ring. He's trying mm-hmm. to make it look like he's not a good shot, but you could just tell the way that he's doing it that he's an amazing shot. And he did that on purpose. So then I'm like, why is he doing that? And that was, and I mean, if you caught it, great, because now you're like, what the fuck? If you didn't, then everything that comes afterwards is even more of a surprise. It was absolutely mm. fantastic. It was such a different type of thing that I'd seen Guy Ritchie do. Uh, I, I mean, the gentleman. I love Matthew McConaughey. I was not a huge fan of that movie. I thought it was just okay. Um, mm. So you know, for, it was it was great. Like I I just absolutely enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I made my wife, I explained the whole thing to my wife on like a 20 minute walk. I'm like, and then they showed this card and it meant this and then, and I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. rewind, rewind, rewind. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was fucking great. It was, it was absolutely great. It was like, I, it's, I've got to add it now to my like list of great, like if I was, if I were to put together, okay, so if I were to put together a week of heist movies, you know, obviously Heat, you know, the grandfather of them all. Uh, Widows, um, mm-hmm. Den of Thieves, uh, Wrath of Man, and then in the fifth slot, I would either have to go Ronin or or Heist, uh, depending mm. on which older actor I wanted to watch. Nice. So, so definitely, definitely check it out. Um, okay. So games, do you need to take a break before we get into games? Or are you uh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. So um, my daughter asked me the other day. She's like, "Is he, is is he still planning?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, he just killed the vampire." She doesn't give. Can I can I just tell you? Not once in I don't know how long has my daughter asked me what games I'm playing. Like mm. if she sees me playing a game, she's not even like, "Oh, what do you what do you got there?" 
Right. <laughs> but yet she's like, I need to know what Mr. Bones thinks of Resident Evil 8. So the other day yeah. she goes, is, is he still playing it? And I was like, yeah, he killed the vampire lady. She's like, and she just nodded. She's just like, mm-hmm. she's never played the fucking game a day in her life. She's watched Jacksepticeye play it. She, but she just was like, mm-hmm. yep, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, good good job. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Man. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's like, I, like we talked about last episode, how it starts off and it's like full on nonstop action and, and I'm running for my life. Uh, and I was waiting for it to settle into being a Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. So it, it did that. Uh, it, it, you're in the the house of Lady Dimitrescu. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are puzzles aplenty. Uh, still full of, like, enemies. But there are these, like, shambling, weird uh, ring girl-looking things in the cellar with swords and sure. not, not a werewolf to be found. Uh, and you're, you're having to solve like this puzzle, of these four statues and you have to find there, there's these four that as, as everyone with a Victorian era castle, uh, you, you lock the exit, uh, by putting faceless statues. Absolutely. Uh, room. And then you scatter said faces throughout your, your, your castle. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows so, this how they did it. So that's what I've been doing uh, the past two weeks. But I said, Angela's watched me play it, and she often works late, and I work early. So I haven't played it uh, as much as I have wanted to because when I do play it, like I don't want to put it down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, got to uh, got got past the daughters there mm-hmm. of of Lady D, and that did not make her happy. Yeah. Uh, and then when I escaped, that made her even less happy. Mm-hmm. And she proceeded to catch me uh, outside, and some shit happens. And then she revealed her final form, mm-hmm. which is decidedly less attractive than <laughs> a nine foot six goth vampire lady with big boobs. Uh, it is downright terrifying what mm-hmm. she actually is. <laughs> and she, and it was one of those things where I was like, I'm not supposed to win this. This is a cutscene. I'm supposed to lose this. <laughs> well, Not like, so. There's no way I'm supposed to kill this fucking thing <laughs> with what I have. Yeah. I have a toothpick <laughs> right. and a roll of lifesavers. <laughs> I have six bullets, two shotgun rounds, and one health thing. I'm like, this what is we not... supposed to use harsh language? <laughs> it's like... This is not the part of the game where this fight is supposed to go down. Like, this is like... I'm going to do something to trigger a second cutscene, and she's going to go away. And yeah. then later on, when I have a fucking uh, mini nuke launcher from fallout, then, yeah, then I'm supposed to <laughs> when I have the BFG <laughs> <laughs> and the game's like, Nope, this is it. Good luck. Motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, it probably took better gamers less time than it took me, but I, I did take her down. Nice. Uh, and then the game shifts back into werewolf mode mm-hmm. as you get out of the, the house of Lady D and go back out to the village. Uh, and I'm running into the werewolves again. And so it's kind of like I'm, I'm guessing it's sort of like because there seems to be this like this group of, of villains who don't necessarily like each other mm-hmm. at all. But they all answer to Mother Miranda, who mm-hmm. I'm guessing is the final boss. Mm uh and so now that her, lady d and her daughters are, are done i've got uh dollar tree mcconaughey and um uh santa claus werewolf guy sure and then mother miranda to go and i'm guessing i from what i can tell so far uh it looks like probably santa claus werewolf guy is going to be the next kind of portion of the game to get past mm-hmm. but man i fu- i love it i fucking love it it is a great game like it's already gonna, probably going to be my game of the year. Like I can tell. I don't know what else I'll play this year. I was going to play Destiny, but you know say, how you I could just stop I right there. Games. Yeah, it's it's. I don't. I can't. I can't foresee anything that I'm looking forward to topping mm-hmm. the village. It's just it's just fantastic. 
Well, good. So I did see that you tweeted that that you you didn't think based on playing Ghost of Tsushima that open world was your joint. I'm just I'm, I thought you were enjoying yeah. that. I was surprised to see that. I thought that you had been playing it and liking it. No, or yeah, no, I like it. It's a good game. It's just, and I'm doing the thing like kind of. I know I know how you play these games where you if there's something on the map you go to it. Yeah, and which is not how I like, would recommend anyone live their life. It, <laughs> like it's like forty hours when it's like go here. Do a showdown, fight X amount of people. Yeah. Then the thing on the map goes away, and I'm just like, man, I love the story-driven stuff, but it's that side shit. Well, because I, I don't, you know, I play for an hour, hour and a half, two hours here and there, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, I knock some things off the map, but I didn't progress a goddamn thing in the story, and the combat's good, but it's forty fucking hours. Like I'm, I'm I got it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so it was like, and it was the the one the thing that I was doing was was finishing up a storyline with one particular character and it was a fucking lot of slow walking on horses while she talked oh with the, yeah with the with the with the yeah yeah the, the woman God, who's damn. whose uh, family died yeah she was so tired she literally died and i was like i'm so fucking bored i want to <laughs> die good god <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember someone being tired and dying but uh that doesn't mean it didn't happen <laughs> blow darts and you have to collect flowers for her to make the new blow darts oh yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah you're right that's exactly what happens like, oh my god yeah <laughs> kick the fucking horse <laughs> something that's right Can yeah yeah when you head back when you head back to your your ancestral home or whatever yeah, she was yeah. so tired she died <laughs> i'm right there with you sister good lord yeah <laughs> uh i'd forgotten all about the <laughs> I guess when I went through it, I was like, yeah, same. I'm also tired. <laughs> well, I did it twice. Not to say that I anyone should live I, their I life that way. I, I did it that. twice for one trophy. Uh, if if I were to play through it again or New Game Plus, I would only do the main story beats. Like, I, I would not Well, do that all. is a main story beat. No, but do you have to do, like, everybody's story, though? Because I have options to just well, go I, do... I go do things that progress just Jen's story and not necessarily the monk and no, all like the I, other characters. Yeah, I, I did because I felt I had to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm at the point where I want to finish it, but I think, I'm thinking I'm just going to do Jen's story and call it a day. Like, I, it's it's a great game, but... Yeah. Good. No, it's it's definitely a lot. I mean, I, I what I didn't do when I played it the second time is I didn't, like, you know find everything i found most things i i did pretty much i i'm not gonna say i did everything i would say i did a good 75 percent of the game the second time around not me man <laughs> which you know leads us into uh fucking near replicant uh mm. the the yoko taro special of multiple endings um so near automata had 26 different endings one for every letter of the alphabet uh some of them were like joke endings uh and, and mm. some of them were like whatever you know you go somewhere robots like hey will you help us and you're like no and then it's like bwah, 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 you know <laughs> ending f right or whatever um mm. some some endings required a little bit more setup but that the main endings were like you know you finish the game you start a new game that type of thing and near replicant does uh, the same thing. So there's there's five endings in in Replicant. So you play the game once. You don't have to do anything. You get ending A. Immediately mm. start that um, that save file. And I should say, if you're going to do this, if you do play it in the fir- in in the first playthrough during the first part of the game, because the game will jump forward like five years after a certain part, you need to get all the weapons that are in that part because every subsequent playthrough, uh, well, not everyone, but there's like playthroughs where you're required to get all 33 weapons to get the other endings. You have to get the we- and they don't you don't return to that first part. So ending B is you you basically start from that five-year jump, you play through the whole game again, but what it does is it shows you certain fights that you you have, it shows you from, you know, kind of the perspective of the thing that you're fighting, um, which just gives you more insight as to, like... You know, when you're playing it, you're just like, here's a monster, I need to kill it. But then you you kind of seen from the monster's point of view, 
Uh, in some cases, <clears throat> you know, not really a big deal. In other cases, you're like, holy shit, I feel absolutely terrible now um, because things were presented to you in that first playthrough or even the second one when you're with your character as to, you know, being a certain way. But then when you see the background of what actually happened, you're like, well, shit, had I known this, this is right. not how I would have chosen to do things. Right. So then you finish uh, ending B, start up ending C, and that's kind of your last chance to get all 33 weapons. I already had them by the time I did that. That playthrough, honestly, there's a few small... Not so much differences per se, but there's just some extra context. But it's context for things you already knew, so it really doesn't like make that much of a difference. Um, to me, it was just like busy time. Um, after, in if you've gotten all 33 weapons, you'll defeat the final boss. There'll be another boss, and you'll have the option of killing them or sparing them. So you kill them. That opens up a new. You can you can make a save before you go into the final area. So you kill mm -hmm. them. That gets you ending C. You can then load your save, go through that whole thing again. Uh, choose to spare them. That gets you ending D. Then you make a new game, and you can't use the you don't use the same name as before. And you'll go through the the very beginning of the game up until a certain story part, at which point it's entirely new. Um, mm. and, and oh, it's okay. only about maybe an hour, uh, from that mm. point. And then that, that's ending E that ending is entirely new to replicant. So, gotcha. you know, so replicant is a remake of near G G G gestalt, which mm. the Japanese version is what you're playing in replicant. So in that case, you know, you're playing as y whoever you name your character and his sister, Yona is the girl who you're trying to find a cure for her disease in the U S version, which is just G gestalt. I can never pronounce it correctly. Your Yona is your daughter. You're this like big beefy dude and you're trying to save your, your daughter. And it all ties, it ties into the dragon guard series, but then it also has ties to automata, um, but, uh, you know, I played it because it has ties to Automata, but also, right. like, I loved Automata. I think that if it had been a less busy time, I probably, I don't think I would have spent enough time to get all five endings. Right. Um, and, and, you know, we kind of <laughs> talked about before with, like, all the backtracking and everything, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. I was interested to see if, like, after I had gone through all the endings, because, like, Automata, when you finally go through all the endings, it's totally worth it. It's not just a situation where you're like, hey, if you don't do all the endings, you don't see the full story. I mean, it's genuinely a more impactful experience mm -hmm. to have gone through them all until ultimately you know kind of what is the the last ending and what that what you what you have to do to have it what that means like that's mm -hmm. that kind of makes everything up until that point like worth it and the changes in perspective that you see in automata across the different playthroughs are way more significant than in in the original near um so uh, but it was also kind of, you know, it's just like if you discover a band, you know, and, and they've got older albums, like maybe they put out a new record and you're kind of your first time hearing them and you're like, wow, this record's amazing. And you go back and listen to their older stuff. You're like, yeah, it's not as good, but I can kind of see where they were going to get to this one. That's kind of how I look at this is that it wasn't nearly as good of a game, but you can see kind of the seeds that were in automata the kind of the 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 um like the story ideas and and a lot of that stuff where you know it was worth it from that perspective if you were like an automata fan and a, and a fan of of yokotaro to like kind of see where how he like grew as a you know uh as a creator but as like mm. someone who just like likes action games i'm not sure i could necessarily like recommend it i did learn okay. you can run past a lot of enemies which would have made my life so much easier <laughs> i get this one part where i'm just like holy shit i can just run past these guys are running and jumping and run. there's this there's this place called the lost shrine and you have to go through it multiple times 
and I just like memorize exactly how to, I just like I run up the stairs, run up, run up. I learned that if you're in the animation for opening a door, the enemies can't hit you. So it's like, okay, run, you run, 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 jump, 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 jump. All right, I gotta kill that guy because he's in the way. Yeah, kill that guy, go in this room, open the door. Then the next room, enemies, open the door. Then the next room, enemies, open the door. Climb this ladder, go over here, break this crate, head over here, open the door. You know, and I was like, I just was like, I don't care. I'm just like, <laughs> and that's yeah. not. I mean, I, I, that's not how anybody would probably want to play a game. Sure. <laughs> you know, if you're just like, I'm just going to fucking throw this shit on easy and run past everything. <laughs> like, that's not. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, and then there are some, some boss fights were, were fun. I mean, you know, kind of every, and some were just a slog. Although there was one that I realized, like, I could have made my life so much easier had I been better at it. Um, but uh, and then you do kind of along the way as you get you know better, you do get some trophies for defeating enemies within a certain amount of time. But you know who gives a shit? Um, so it's kind of you know it's from a from a it's kind of a hard game to recommend because I mean it is a last generation game and it totally shows. Um, mm. And there's, you know, uh, you know, there's to me some kind of quality of life things that aren't there that I don't know if that was a narrative choice or just a limitation or whatever the design. I don't, I genuinely don't know. But, um, you know, to say, oh, you should play this game and you should spend 40 plus hours going through five different endings, I, that's kind of a hard sell. Yeah. Automata, that's like no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely should do that if you like, you know, action. RPG type games of mm. you know that have their own style and you know a, a, a unique voice, then you definitely should do that, and you should get yep. through you know the the main endings. But I don't know if I if it's as easy for me to recommend that you know in this situation. Gotcha. Um, so and uh, yeah, so now I'm back to playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, I bought the Wrath of the Druids expansion, and I'm I'm back to. Uh, Hitting guys in the head with my electric hammer, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> Someone would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I did buy the the. I've been waiting for the Immortals Phoenix Rising DLC to go on sale, so that finally went on sale. So I'll, I'll play that too. And then and then Ratchet and Clank hits in in you know a couple weeks. So. Yeah, I was gonna say like it, it's it when you say it hits June something, it sounds like it's so far off, and it's like. I know. Oh. That's here. <laughs> yeah, June eleventh. So it's like two yeah. weeks from you know this this past Friday or whatever. So, yeah. and I still have you know so much to do in Monster Hunter, and they keep releasing. It's like every and every new content. They're like, and we released an ending, and then the next time, I'm like, no, this is actually the ending. And you're like, okay, man. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like it's like your fight. You know, they want you to fight these fucking elder dragon. I don't know if I'd ever get to that point anyway. Um, I know, but it's uh, you know it's still it's I find that it's it's still a game I could just die jump right back into and just kind of pick up right where I left off and. Uh, well, that's kind of what I want from a Switch game anyway because I yeah. don't, I don't switch a whole lot, so yeah yeah I mean the problem with me and Monster Hunter is when I get back into it I mean I get into it and it's like basically all I want to play, um, but you know I I've, I think I've done a better job this season in Destiny of like balancing like you know okay I'm gonna do some stuff and I actually like the seasonal stuff this season and mm-hmm. and everything so kind of going between hey let me do some stuff here and there to get some of the seasonal stuff done but then go switch and play other things as opposed to feeling like this is what I need to be doing all of the time but I think that was back when it was bounties so it was like you kind of yes. felt like that was Just all you could do right life improvement yeah yeah like every day you had to be getting new daily bounties because it was the only way you were going to get experience to yep. um uh to make your way through whereas here you can be I mean I played I normally don't do Gambit every week. I did the three Gambit matches this week, Sunday morning. I just kind of fucked around with Destiny. I did the three Gambit matches, and I got more halfway or more in the three weekly seasonal Gambit things just by playing Gambit. Like, it wasn't even, like, I really had to focus one way or the other. The matches so much, like, it's actually, it's nowhere near the grind it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so for me, I know Ratchet and Clank is probably the next big thing for you. I'm assuming finishing Resident Evil. Are you like you said you're like halfway through, or you, do you have an idea? Yeah, I feel to... like I'm a little past halfway at this point, okay. just based on what's going on in the story and how many hours I've seen that it's taken most people. Right. I'm, I'm sure I'm I'm a little past halfway. I think once I, I I'm guessing, like I said, the next main story be the Santa Claus Werewolf, mm-hmm. and then. Because I'm not expecting a lot out of Dollar Tree McConaughey guy, right? So thinking it's it's Santa Claus werewolf and then Mother Miranda and that'll be it, right? Right. So cool. Uh, well, um, whatever it is we decide to uh, get into in the next couple weeks, hopefully uh, you'll be here with us. Um, this has been episode 122 of Divided by Werewolves. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And uh, we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next couple weeks. So thank you again. And uh, I guess enjoy the beginning of June. And uh, yep. we'll talk soon. So thank you again. Good night. And have a good evening. Yeah.